When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Callender. Uh, going to have a bit of NFL talk uh, tonight, uh, although we're not going to get into Super Bowl. We're actually going to talk a little bit more about the Kirk, uh, well, Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins uh, debate going on after the Alex Smith trade to Washington uh, that many people are still shocked over. I know I am just because of the fact that Alex Smith still getting paid over 23 mil a season is is mind-blowing, and it's going to reset the quarterback uh, salary scale quite a bit because I can only imagine what Drew Brees is going to get. But uh, just a quick note uh, of uh, things that I noticed yesterday. I I, I think the, uh, the there is now a new weakness found for the Golden State Warriors, and that comes from... The Utah Jazz wearing what can only be described as the ugliest uniform I've ever seen in the NBA. I, I, I mean, to kind of sum up exactly what uh, was being worn by the Jazz, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to describe it to you. It's literally like mustard orange, burnt orange, then it segues into... Uh, standard tangerine orange into a red, I, I, and this is all like uh, the, the, these awful looking colors all blend together. It literally looks like something out of a 1970s catalog where you were doing home decor, but instead, like the Jazz decided to splash all those colors into one uniform, which I don't know who ever get, thought that was a good idea, but I hope that person was fired immediately. And then whoever came up with this retro jersey idea to bring it back, they should also probably not be retained. Not to call out for anyone's job, but whatever whatever inspired this needs to go away. Unless, of course, you're wearing that to somehow beat the Warriors because the, uh, the Warriors had their worst loss of the season, losing by 30. Uh, they lost uh, 129-99. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it was the worst looking, uh, I mean, oh man, it, it's hard to describe it on a podcast, but just Google the images of the Utah Jazz retro uniform because, oh, 
it's, it's just, uh, it's rough. It's rough. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the Warriors made fun of the lack of nightlife in uh, Utah the, uh, previously the night before. Uh, so uh, they, 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 got, they got made fun of by the Jazz players. But, man, uh, you know, sometimes you can get a win, but sometimes it's a loss because the fact that the Jazz had to own up to the fact that they played a game in those uniform, uniforms that hideous, oh, man, that, that's, that's just rough to look at. Oh, brutal. Anyway, uh, we're, we're going to get into the NFL talk, so I'm going to bring Cam on the line now, and uh, we'll take it away. So, uh, without much further ado, uh, we're uh, going to segue into uh, our NFL talk on uh, Alex Smith getting traded to do Washington. All right, we've got Cam on the line here because we got to get into NFL talk. I got into it last night uh, because the news broke late, uh, but... Uh, Alex Smith, now a member of the Washington, whose name cannot be said because it's a tad, a tad racist to folks uh, who are Native American in this country. So, Cam, what say you to Alex Smith now being paid among the highest QBs in the league, despite the fact that he has not won a playoff game in over five years? Well, you know, all I have to say is he's an idiot. Well, I, I mean, to be fair, though, uh, according to some uh, statistical measures, so Pro Football Focus did the breakdown of the top QBs uh, this year, and apparently uh, Alex Smith actually ranked seventh on the list. Yeah, well, yeah, you move him down to about 12. You can go hang out with Manziel. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure Mandel is somewhere in the 80s. Yeah, I think he's gonna be like in the XFL. So. Oh well, technically the XFL doesn't allow people with uh, past criminal records, according to Vince McMahon. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's gonna be a wholesome league, Cam. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a a more wholesome, well-rounded XFL. It's not your it's not your uh, granddaddy's XFL. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, all I'm saying is Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins probably was like, what the F is going on? He, he had no idea what was going on. He, he was sitting at his house and he was like, oh, okay, um, I'm treated, I'm fucked, but I'm still going to get paid. So he, he's going to get paid. I hope he goes to the Browns, and he literally will not do anything. Well, that's the interesting dynamic here, because it almost seems as if uh, the, well, team whose last name should not be said, because now it's uh, politically incorrect, and teams outside the NFL are actually adjusting to it. But uh, Washington is in a spot where, they weren't going anywhere with Cousins. 
his salary was uh, uh, just a huge cap hit number uh, to the team. But it, it's bizarre because when you actually look at the uh, heart of the matter, Washington traded for a QB who didn't actually have a QB job coming into next season. Alex Smith was on the chopping block with the Chiefs. And instead of just waiting out the process and uh, seeing if a team like the Browns or the Jets would make the first move, Washington goes all in. They give up a third round pick. But the other piece of the deal that's kind of a deal breaker, uh, at least uh, that Washington uh, fans uh, should consider, is the fact that they gave up one of their young corners, uh, Fuller, in the deal. And Fuller was actually rating out to being a starting NFL cornerback in this league. And the fact that their other top corner, uh, Brashad Breeland, is up for free agency and is likely get, uh, to get a large deal, uh, it, it's unlikely that they're going to retain Breeland. So that only leaves Josh Norman and whatever rookie they draft uh, in the upcoming draft to be the starter. Because right now, you, uh, you're losing two starters, so you're losing your starting corner and your nickelback, uh, who was slated to become your next starter when Breland left, and you trade for Alex Smith, where a lot of the metrics seem to indicate that uh, most of Alex Smith's uh, production was attributable to the fact that uh, his w- w- ride, uh, wide receivers and uh, Travis Kelsey as his tight end and the fact that he had uh, to, uh, the option of throwing to Kareem Hunt underneath is the fact that the Chiefs were among the league leaders in yards after catch. So much like Case Keenum, Alex Smith had a huge boost in his numbers because of the yards after catch generated by uh, the receivers on the Chiefs. So even in... Yeah, sorry about that. So, so, so who, who is he going to pass to? Well, that's... That is the interesting question because when yeah, you well, that's the problem because people were pointing to Kirk Cousins' numbers this past year, but when you look at the face of it, Kirk Cousins didn't have a number one wide receiver. He lost. No. No. I mean, he lost. He lost to Sean Jackson. Uh, Pierre Garcon left for the 49ers. The replacement brought in was Terrell Pryor, who was one of the biggest busts of the season. So Terrell Pryor was completely checked out of there, uh, basically from day one, because uh, Terrell Pryor did not have a good training camp. Jamison Crowder did not have uh, the year four, actually. it's it's it, That was actually Jamison Crowder's fourth year in the league. Uh, he didn't look good. You had Ryan Grant, who's also been in the league three years. You've got a number of young wide receivers that, even though uh, they they're not rookies, they're not making the next step. So the fact that it ended up coming down to Kirk Cousins developing a rapport with Josh Doxson, uh, who had you know a subpar rookie season, it, realistically with Jordan Reed injured, uh, Vernon Davis became one of the. the the number one options on this team, which is why uh, the Washington uh, uh, numbers were just, for lack of a better term, uh, nauseating uh, when you actually look at the face of it because they didn't have any deep threat options on this uh, team uh, last year. And so I'm wondering 
where the deep threat is coming from with Alex Smith because even though his numbers look good throwing deep balls, you have to bear in mind that he was throwing it to Tyreek Hill who could run past any corner in this league right now. Yeah, I, you know, part of this ends up being a case where I, I, I look at this trade and Washington uh, with Danny Danny Boy Snyder doesn't want to say that they're rebuilding, so oh, it, it, oh, it, it, so they're doing they're doing oh, something that's even worse. They're stalling. They're stalling yeah, for time. <laughs> So on the skip. Mean, that, that, that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, what what are they going to do with the receiver? It's just like a Cowboys. You have no receiver. We'll see what Dez. Dez. I hope to God that we won't pay him, but probably pay him. And then we got freaking. We got freaking Bryce Butler. <laughs> Easily, what are we gonna do? Nothing. Uh, it, it's just uh, my reign is over. Keep going. Yeah. So, uh, it, I mean, as it stands right now, you, you look at this uh, situation and you're saying that on a scale of one to ten, the way the way I rate this trade for both teams, I, I give the Chiefs a. A, a, a 9 out of 10. I mean, the only way I, I would have given this a 10 was if they somehow managed to get a, a second or a first round pick out of this. But, uh, you know, as it stands, for a guy who didn't have a job coming into next season, the Chiefs made off uh, made out like bandits. I, I The only other team that I think they, they might have been able to fleece a bit further would have been the Browns. That's about it. Yeah. 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 Oh, what was that? Yeah, I mean, by and large, and, and the Fuller pick is comes in huge because uh, Marcus Peters is a head case that you know you're looking at it from a Chiefs perspective. You're uh, you're in a position where you may have to pay him uh, additional money. Uh, you know, you might be better off turning the page there because he didn't have a good postseason game against the Titans. He imploded. He imploded multiple times during the regular season. So, you know, that might just be a case where. You know, you hope for Eric Berry to get back healthy, and you start rebuilding that uh, your corner situation. So you bring in Fuller, uh, you bring in some uh, fresh faces, and you you start over again, and you hope to improve that secondary because the biggest issue the Chiefs had defensively this uh, season was the fact that the secondary was so hit and missed that they had to bring in Darrell Revis, whom I thought was going to be a bust for them, but Revis actually played well. He actually he actually showed that he could see he still had some staying power in this league. Now I don't know if he has much of a role uh, with Barry coming back next season, 
But uh, Rivas actually bailed them out because the corners were that bad uh, down the stretch you know, when, it, when they were having the losing streak. And even when they started riding the ship offensively, uh, the Chiefs still had issues uh, containing the pass. So it burned them in the Tennessee game, which was a joke because Tennessee doesn't throw the football. But it, it would have, it, regardless of whether they won the game or not, New England would have blitzed them because uh, they, the Chiefs were struggling so mildly in uh, uh, secondary coverage. It wouldn't have mattered if they had won against the Titans. I mean, to be honest, Andy Reid should be questioned. Because, I mean, dude, he has so, like, he, he should straight time. Alex freaking Smith, a.k.a. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> uh, my boy. My boy. <laughs> he, he, he should have, he had great time when he gave it to uh, Patrick at the, at the end of the He won it. I'm telling you, it, it, it's a passing up there, right? Coming, coming. Yeah, I, I look at this, uh, I, I just kind of say that, uh, you know, for the Chiefs, they, they made out like bandits. For Washington, I, I look at this and I'm, I'm scratching my head because, again, not only did you give up a pick, uh, and it's an early round pick, that, I mean, that's a tough pill to swallow, but maybe I, I could have lived with that and just uh, given them six, but the fact that they gave up a player as well in a position of need when you already have uh, – issues with personnel because of the Breland situation, unless you're going to overpay for Breland, which I don't see happening because he's going to be in demand this offseason. Washington's going to end up being down two corners, and you gave up a pick uh, to bring in a guy that, again, not that many people were going to be banging the door on, and for the amount of money he's being paid, you might have, I mean, for what the, what they have growing on the roster, you might as well have just like try to kick the tires on uh, a Case Keenum. As as much as it sounds laughable, the the amount of money you're paying Smith, you're not going to be able to bring in that many free agents now. And I don't see where Alex Smith is elevating the play of the guys around him any more than Kirk Cousins uh, could do last year. Uh, you like that? You like that? Do you like that? <laughs> that's all I have to say. Oh man, yeah. I, yeah so that that's why I gotta I, I gotta give Washington a three on this trade. I, I mean, the only way you could, you can make that trade worse is if you uh, gave up an additional pick or an uh, or a second uh, round pick for that. But I mean, a third round pick for QB. I mean, you should you should be getting more of a lock. But I mean, the the premium that they paid. Uh, you look at it, and uh, at least when uh, the 49ers traded for Garoppolo, that was a steal because they only gave up a second-round pick. But when you give up a third and you're paying the guy almost the top-tier uh, quarterback money, I mean, you're you're just uh, you're just literally giving away a draft pick, and you're tying up your cap space. So you're not getting a free. So basically, you gave up three roster spots for one guy. Trust me, Alex Smith, aka old motherfucker, 
to do something. I, I, I don't agree. I mean, I love it because I'm a Cowboy fan. There, uh, uh, 97 mil? No way. No way. Do you agree? I, I, I just don't. I don't see where the thought process was with that selection. It to me, it's it seemed like a panic move, uh, just to save face because they they knew Cousins wasn't coming back, and they they just needed to at least put put a name in there to uh, justify what uh, what they had going on. But you know, realistically, there's there's not much I could see. Coming from the uh, Redskins. Oh, see, I got caught. I, I said the name that you're not supposed to say. But, uh, I mean, realistically, if you look at uh, his uh, rankings uh, throughout the years, realistically, uh, even though this was Alex Smith's best season, this is, a, this is one of those where he had such a cold stretch uh, for five weeks in a row, actually it was six weeks in a row, where he didn't throw for two touchdowns. I, I, I'm I'm just looking at it, it's like how many top tier quarterbacks can you really say that about? It, it's not that many that go into such uh, uh, funks. Yeah, and and I think that's the thing. I think that's the thing that you Yeah, essentially with the extension, yeah. Yes, he only has two years because if he doesn't show signs of leading them anywhere, which, again, I don't see how he... This seems like a position where Alex Smith is set up to fail more than anything else. I'm sure he's happy with the money because oh, yeah. it, it doesn't look like he's 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 ever going to win anything in, uh, in his career. So, yeah, you take the money uh, when, when it's being presented to you. But this seems like a position where he's ripe to fail at because of the fact that uh, you know, when it comes right down to it, uh, for a major quarterback, you got to be able to uh, make a difference in the red zone. And Alex Smith doesn't necessarily have the confidence of making some of those plays. I mean, he had, uh, and I'm pulling up the stat here, uh, he had a completion percentage of 45, uh, okay, 46% in the red zone last season and i mean it's it, it's at it's actually the fourth uh, lowest of any starter in the nfl last season 46 percent in the red zone is abysmal and part of the reason is the fact that 
Alex Smith doesn't necessarily have great velocity. He he has uh, he has decent touch with the football, but he doesn't have great velocity. So you don't have as many tight windows. Uh, uh, you have tighter windows to throw into, rather. And the fact that he doesn't have great velocity, it's easier to break up some of his passes. And the fact that, you know, his receivers can't bail him out with their speed. A lot of his passes ended up being checkdowns in the red zone. So, again, uh, if you could shut uh, blow up a play... Uh, you know, you ended up you ended up uh, shutting down the Chiefs' drive, and it's especially glaring in the red zone. That's where uh, I, I look at it. I'm saying that uh, Travis Kelsey led uh, the team in uh, red zone touchdowns. Not surprisingly, because again, Alex Smith likes to throw to a tight end. He likes to throw in the seam, which Kirk Cousins did out of habit because of uh, the lack of wide receivers in Washington this year, but. Predominantly, Kirk Cousins did get the ball down the field to Deshaun Watson when he could. It's just that he just didn't have any options this past season. So uh, I, I, I look at this and I'm like, this is a very deceptive uh, stat line that people are kind of pointing to and, and trying to sell the deal that Alex Smith uh, brought uh, additional tools to the table that uh, Kirk Cousins uh, wasn't able to. So, uh, again, I, I look at this and I'm saying uh, for Washington fans, you know, this is fool's gold here. Uh, Alex Smith is taking a, a paycheck. He's 34 years old. You don't necessarily get better at age 34 as an NFL QB. Uh, if anything, you get a little bit slower. You get a little bit smarter with the football. But you don't really change your tendencies. And Alex Smith's tendencies tends to be the fact that on third down plays, he checks it down to the most... Uh, open player he can, and hope that they can run for a first down. The problem with uh, Washington is the fact that none of the receivers are really good third-down receivers, and Pierre Garçon left uh, left for San Francisco last year, and it showed because Washington was terrible on third-down last year. They were 22nd in the league, I believe. So, again, I don't see, I don't see anything uh, of note happening uh, uh, with uh, Alex Smith. My uh, my scenario for Kirk Cousins comes down to three destinations. Uh, he can either end up with the Vikings, uh, the Broncos, or the dark horse would be Jacksonville. Just because Jacksonville has the most interesting situation of uh, a number of teams because of the fact that Blake Bortles is going to be in year five of his contract. They don't owe him anything, uh, so they can cut him without taking a loss, and they would have the cap space to sign a QB, to me, uh, this this uh, this screams the potential of maybe you offer Cousins a two-year deal to kind of prove it. Uh, Cousins may be looking for a larger deal, and he may even get that in Denver if Denver wants to fully commit. And, I mean, I'm not sure if you've been uh, checking on the uh, the press tour circuit, but Von Miller has, been, uh, has had pom-poms out for a couple of weeks now, and it was even – talking on the radio today about how much uh, Denver will make sense for Kirk Cousins. So uh, that's, to me, Denver seems to be the leader in the clubhouse, but I would not rule out uh, a chance that Minnesota gets their cap situation in order and just finds a way of dealing uh, dealing out Sam Bradford and getting out of the Bridgewater contract to bring in Cousins uh, or they, you, they uh, move a couple other folks out of the way uh, to fit in Cousins, 
or the fact that the Jags, who have a ton of cap space, uh, can just make a move and bring in Cousins tomorrow if they wanted to. How about this? So where does Boral so does cut for Boral? Wait, sorry, you broke up there. What was that? No, I said so. So where does Borals go? So <laughs> does he replace or does Cousins replace Boral? Yeah, Borals uh, Borals uh, ends up having to tag along somewhere else on an NFL roster as a backup. Exactly. Oh, oh, so so, so uh, does. Cousins replace portals. Yeah, yeah. Cousins absolutely replaces portals. Ooh, I mean, I, I mean, I agree because Cousins could kill in in the Jag lineup, but portals—he's also an idiot. He, he he probably could go to Jesus. I don't even know. Maybe the Browns. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Hey guys, do you not agree? Yeah, no. It, it, Bortles. Looks like a likely destination uh, spot for the Browns, and maybe if you if you want to go uh, if you want to start ticking off boxes, Arizona, because Carson Palmer is uh, is likely to retire. <laughs> so who's gonna go there then? Arizona. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Arizona's wide open. I just don't see Cousins going to Arizona because Cousins made the point of. He wants to win now. He's he's made money. He wants to win now and uh, try, try to see what he can do as an NFL QB. That's why I'm, I'm looking okay, at it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. but does, does, does he have a choice? At this point, does he have a choice? Yeah, I, I definitely think he has a choice because I, I think... Uh, I think what, that, what is his choice, T-Money? Yeah, what is his choice? Uh, wait, uh, I was talking about Cousins. So are, you, are you saying about Bortles? Yeah. Honestly, he he can he can wait out to see what the, what offer he's going to get between uh, Den, uh, Denver. The Jets are going to make him an offer, although you, he can use the Jets to leverage uh, other teams against. So so you think all right? So who, who are his choices then? Yes, oh, I want to hear this. All right, so you got the Broncos. The Vikings and Jags are still uh, up in the air, but I, I think those are possible destinations. You've got the Jets, Arizona, and you also have the possibility of a surprise team uh, c- coming out of the woodworks. But I, I would still look at a team along the lines of, say, Chicago. If they don't, if they don't see anything out of Trubisky, and they can somehow get someone to offload Glennon to. You got a chance that Chicago might even uh, get into the fray. I think one of the, I think to be honest, I think one of the best, two of the best offenses he could have go to, he could go to is the Cards or the Bears. I think that's the the top two that he should go to. I mean, again, this depends on what contracts he gets offered, but I, I definitely think he's going to entertain the Jets just so he can leverage. If, I mean, if I'm his agent, I'm telling him, listen to the, take the interview with the Jets and leverage the Jets' offer against the other teams and see how much money you you can bilk out of them. Where, uh, where's McCown going then? Oh, McCown, McCown, McCown is lucky that he, he, he hasn't been injured enough to retire yet, and so... I, I don't see McCown coming back to the league next season. He's going to be 39 years old, 
and he's got a, a history of injuries, I, I'd be surprised. I mean, it may, maybe if a team brings him back for a backup role, so but... He, he, so, so, so he, he's going to quit. Yeah, I think it's possible that McCallum uh, ends oh, up... Oh, uh, yeah, there's no way. Come on. I think he like, does. He, he was... No, he was talking about retirement at the end of the, uh, the season with the Jets. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Because they fucking never win. There's no way, dude. I bet you twenty dollars. Like he will be a backup at least to this day. He will oh, 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 for a backup bro? Oh yeah, he'll take that paycheck. Yeah, exactly. But there's no way he's gonna quit. He's not gonna retire. There's no way. Hmm. If if someone offers him a backup role, yes, I see no, him. No, I see him coming. He, he's gonna retire. Chris. I I still think he's gonna retire, but it's it's possible. No. It's Dude, possible. After this season, there is no way he's gonna quit or retire. Like he's got to pick a backup. Uh, there is no way. I'm just. So, so the thing is, the thing is. All right. So the, so the thing is, he has to. Someone has to get projected to the Jets. Who's going to go to the Jets? Who? Not Kirk Cousins. He is not going to the Jets. No. There's no way. No, uh, I don't. I don't see. I don't see. So who's going to go to the Jets? McCown's going to go to the Jets. There's no one else that's going to go to the Jets. McCown's going to start next year. I I I could I could see Case Keenum going to the Jets. I'm, I'm just saying, I yeah, can totally I can see that happening. Totally I, I I I could I could easily see that situation happening now now that because Alex Smith making twenty million has changed the dynamic of uh, twenty uh, twenty three million by the way uh, has changed the dynamic of the marketplace because I think the Jets are now going to look at themselves and say, do we really want to be paying a quarterback over twenty million dollars that we we're not sure about? And I could see them just settling on a guy like Case Keenum. I mean, there's still no. Uh, well, obviously we have the Browns, but the, the Browns, the, no one knows what the Browns are going to do. Uh, yeah, who cares? I mean, you, they're, they're, if they if they sign a free agent quarterback, that's. I mean, they don't they don't even know what to do at this point. Like they, it's Johnny Manziel time. Like they they have no idea. Like it doesn't even matter. They can draft our first round, eighth round, free agent. They're fucked. So, so, but so, Case Keenum is what my main idea is. He, dude, there's no way McCown is easily as good as Case Keenum. I'm just saying, in terms of age, I'm not sure how many teams are going to be climbing over themselves to sign Josh McCown. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there because the Jets were kind of a last resort with McCown to begin with, and he surprised them. But you know he's gonna be thirty nine. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's only so many years you're gonna st- stick around with a guy that you know isn't gonna be there next year, or is gonna be a year to year deal. Yeah, exactly. But you sign a one year contract, and if you sign Case Keenum one contract over Josh McCown, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, 
Although I I I I I look I look at this, but I can see teams kind of talking themselves into Case Keenum. I don't agree with it, but I could see them talking themselves into it. Where does Case Keenum go? Yes. Well, other options, uh, you, you still might see see a chance of uh, being a mentor in Buffalo to whoever uh, the Bills draft as QB. I mean, Keenum still has a – he's going to get the hand-me-downs of everyone else now that Alex Smith has made uh, – has set the marketplace. So Keenum's going to get kind of get the hand-me-down. So he's gonna get the little brother treatment. So, so who is uh, the Vikings QB? That's that's a million dollar question because it could it could still end up being Sam Bradford or Teddy Bridgewater. It just depends on how close the Vikings. Hey, 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 if you you're really gonna pick Sam Bradford, I, I I wouldn't, but I could see the Vikings doing it. If the Vikings don't see anyone that they actually like in the free agency market, they could just as easily stick with those two and just uh, and see if they can write out uh, and say, we were one game away from the Super Bowl. Let's see if we can do it again with this defense. You're, really, you're going to roll that way? I wouldn't roll that way, but I could see the Vikings doing it. Arizona, but yes. <laughs> You're going to say that Arizona will take Sam Bradford as a, a starter. <laughs> Sadly, yes. No. 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 They won't. All right. Well, we're going to have to leave it there. Dude, I, there's no way. I'm, I'm just saying. Hey, they've been rolling with veteran QBs all the time in out west. So. Dude, it's not the Browns, dude. They're not dumbasses. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go that far with Arizona. Arizona's had has had their own issues with not actually drafting QBs, which would have saved their season this year if they had a quality backup for Carson Palmer that was a young player. But, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, Cam, we're going to get into the Super Bowl a little bit later this week, but I'm going to let you go tonight. Uh, I'm very disappointed in you because uh, there's no way. <laughs> you're, 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 st- you're, still he- you're still heated over Case. I'm so heated. I'm so heated. 
Cam, we're going to have plenty of time to show some love to Pat Mahomes and see if he can earn, earn it next year. No, we, we need a back-to-back podcast. That's what we need. <laughs> the inside track. Well, don't worry. We'll, 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 maybe we'll figure something out for the Super Bowl. Don't worry, Cam. There will be a tomorrow, except for Philadelphia, which will undergo the purge regardless if they win or lose that game. Jesus. All right, Cam. Have a good one. All right, later. Later. I love Cam, but uh, we we had him cut him short there because if not, uh, we were going to get into an hour-long discussion on Patrick Mahomes, he of one NFL start. Plus, we had uh, uh, we have uh, Texas Tech and Texas uh, uh, about to come on uh, deck for uh, college basketball. So, I mean, uh, we were going to get into straight Texas talk. So, uh, we we had to cut it short. We'll, we'll circle back with Cam another time, especially if Tech wins, because uh, I'm not going to hear the end of it. So, uh, we'll we'll get into that another time, but. Uh, one final segment I want to cover, uh, the Premier League transfer window closed, uh, a few hours ago, just cause England's ahead of us. But a story that I came across that I-, I couldn't believe, well, it's not that I couldn't believe it. It's just, I couldn't believe just how blatantly clueless, uh, the scouting director was. But, uh, we have, uh, uh, Tony Henry, who's the scouting director of West Ham United, uh, who, lack of a better term, uh, West Ham hasn't had the best of years. They turned it around a little bit so that they're mid-table. But uh, it, he made some very interesting comments uh, uh, earlier today. Well, uh, early this morning they came out. I guess he made the comments uh, uh, Monday, uh, and uh, it just came out to... I, uh, either tu- Tuesday, either Tuesday or Wednesday came out, uh, uh, with, uh, the British, uh, press, uh, with, uh, uh, sports mail, but literally he came out with one of the most bizarre statements you can, uh, make, uh, because he was being asked about, uh, certain players of African descent, uh, leaving the football club and he literally s- said this uh, in an email exchange. We don't want any more Africans, and he's not good enough. I, I, uh, uh, and uh, in terms of what else he said, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up uh, uh, the full of uh, uh, bigger context of uh, what was going on because. Uh, he uh, basically explained why the football club didn't want any more African-born players. Uh, and here is his uh, response. Because we had three and we felt uh, we didn't particularly want any more African players. Uh, as for further clarification, mm, no reason. It's nothing racist at all. It's just that sometimes they can have a bad attitude. Yeah, that's not that's not discriminatory at all with a blanket statement like that. We had problems with Sako, with Diafra Sako. We find that when they are not in the team, they cause mayhem. 
it's nothing against the African race at all. Again, kind of using one example to just make blanket statements on entire race of people. Yeah, nothing racist at all with that one. Uh, asked if he thought his view was discriminatory towards African players. In what way? Yes, yes, uh, love the cluelessness. He then goes on to state uh, that uh, uh, they do ha- they still have uh, uh, players on the team like Czech Kuyate and uh, Obonga, uh, Angelo Obonga on the squad. So clearly not a racist. He just doesn't want any more African players because... They tend to congregate with each other. <laughs> uh, I, 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 literally, this is what he said. Uh, if you've got too many, they all sit together, and it becomes a situation where you can have problems. I, 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 <laughs> it's amazing to me how people can put their foot in their mouths and literally not understand how everything they said is racist. So, uh, because they could be speaking in, uh, uh, they sitting together, they're somehow plotting against you as a football club. Uh, I just, I can't, I can't even, I can't, I can't even, uh, just take that seriously. Literally, a scouting director made, made those comments in 2018 when the football is as international as it's ever been. Uh, obviously, Mr. Henry has been suspended. Uh, West Ham made a statement that, uh, West Ham United family is an inclusive one, uh, where regardless of gender, age, ability, race, religion, or sexual orientation, everybody feels welcome and included. The club will make no further comment until the investigation has been concluded. He literally put that in an email. What investigation do you need? Oh my goodness! Yes. Yeah, so remember, uh, in terms of check boxes, uh, a uh, make blanket statements. B you cited your one minority uh, acquaintance that you have, and also I don't understand why you're so upset about uh, the comment I just made. It seems perfectly reasonable. Uh, all those check boxes. Uh, uh, we're in play here. So, uh, needless to say, Mr. Henry will be soon out of a job, uh, with West Ham. I'm sure he'll find, uh, a place to take his talents elsewhere. But, uh, we'll get into the Premier League a bit further, uh, later on in the week. Uh, we're still gonna, uh, dive into final predictions for the Super Bowl on Sunday. And, uh, uh Quite a bit more to come on the NBA, I'm sure, uh, just as uh, we uh, start nearing uh, the All-Star break. So that's all for now. Have a good one, folks. talked about position in all of sports the quarterback and now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field celebrity qb 
featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll I'll take Giselle, okay? (laughs) Is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.